Hey there, and welcome to the Bias Podcast with your hosts, Ben and Sean. We're chat about all things hockey, but mostly Leafs and Flames, especially today. We're recording on November 12th, right before the Leafs and Flames game. So Ben, why don't you guys kicked off, what have the Leafs been up to so far this season? How's the start been? Uh, start, <laughs> it, well, it was uh, it was really low for a while, and then uh, then it got really high, which which was good. <laughs> and uh, now we're like, I don't know, we're coming down to earth a little bit, we... I mean, we really handled the Flyers really easily um, two nights ago on, that would have been Wednesday. That was a, uh, yep. well, it, it wasn't really much of a game. I don't know how much of that was, uh, and I think Steve Dangle said this actually, what, I don't know how much of that was the least playing really well and how much was the Flyers not. But uh, that's, and that game came after we got clocked by the Kings. We just weren't ready for that one um, after a five-game win streak. So we were, we were doing pretty well. Um, I'm, I'm curious, though, tonight how we do match up against uh, against the flames because we matched up really well against the flames last year um don't want to t- take credit for too much but we broke your season last year and then uh <laughs> and then how you know I'm, I'm curious i think there's a little more intrigue into these games this year because the leafs and flames actually had a had a bit of a uh, work relationship last year uh what about you in terms of the flames what uh how's it been so far what's the driving storyline yeah um it's definitely been um new year new new look flames um a lot of the the faces on the team are very similar um but you you really see um uh sutter's put his um system into place this year um they're night and day different in how they look from last year um um, had an amazing start. We had the the one loss to Edmonton to kick off the season, and then went ten straight games without a regulation loss, uh, winning eight of those games, I believe. Mm-hmm. Seven. So I was looking at the Leafs and Flames record, and the Leafs had eight wins, and the Flames had seven. I was mixing yeah. them up in my head. Um, and then um, just the last two games have sort of also been. Uh, falling down to earth and maybe a little bit lower, um, our overall skills have plummeted a lot, um, or at least our, our Corsi um, has not been as high tier as it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, two regulation losses, um, and the team's just not looked uh, nearly what they, they were uh, to start the season. Um, so kind of hoping for a bit of a bounce back tonight against the Leafs. Um, but it is the second half of back-to-back, so curious to see if that will actually be the case. Yeah, if uh, I'm gonna edit this out, but Sadie is having a, a heyday right now with her noisiest of toys. Um, sorry, so I was I was a bit distracted as you went through there. I didn't realize the flames had cooled off though. Um, I know I know in terms of specific flames. I know I had seen already. I saw some highlights from Manj- Manjapani. Uh, I think last game, yeah, he, he scored a heck of a oh yeah that was insane Mm -hmm. i uh as it was happening i'm like okay you know gonna bounce off his foot go into the corner and they'll break out the other way and he yeah somehow uh pulled the rabbit out of his hat kicking it up to his stick while down on a knee and then just completely shelving it um yeah unreal play um he's having one heck of a season um definitely um, if you're a release fan, uh, one of the guys to watch tonight uh, on the Flames, uh, he's a guy that 
any any Flames fan or close Flames follower will have known of for the last few years. Um, he's been very impressive. Uh, he was very impressive in the AHL, um, working his way up to the, the bottom couple lines of the team and doing very well there the last few years. Um, and it looks Even like last this year, year like he was he was further down the lineup than he his should have been merited, right for yeah. sure. Um, and even to start this year, he's been on the third line most of the year. Um, but he's right now tied uh, for five v five goals in the NHL, um, like to lead the NHL. Yeah, um, he's having one heck of a season. Everyone's still very confused why he's not on the first power play unit. Um, oh geez, but uh, is your first power play unit doing really really well? Not really, really well. They're not doing terribly, and I think it's just it's a unit that's been together for a few years now, um, yeah. with uh, Monahan, Johnny, Kachuk, Winholm, and then Anderson on the point. Um, yeah. So it's it, you could argue it's tough to find a spot for Madripani there. Um, yeah, Monahan I... had a rough season last year and has not looked great so <laughs> far this year. So I feel like it's an inevitability to see Manjapani put mm-hmm. there instead of Monaghan, but I also think the team's trying to get Monaghan, f- find a way to get him sparked again and going again. Um, yeah. Not he, to mention, I mean, Manja, sorry, Manjapani, he's like, he's a completely different player than, uh, than Monaghan. You're not, you're not just replacing him in the, in the power play without completely reconfiguring it. Right. Because Monaghan has that, that shot from the, from the slot, high slot region. Yes, and Manjapani, you'd think like he'd be more of a net front um, guy or corner. No, that's that's also very much his wheelhouse. Um, you look at his shot chart okay? over the year, uh, so far this year, and it's all in the center of the ice, high to low. Um, he has very few shots, um, even getting to the hash marks, let alone wider up, like in the the interior hash marks. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is is. But it's not all like right in front of the net. It it does spread out a bit. Um, he does have a very good shot. So I think he could easily fit in in that spot where Monahan currently is um, and, and be very successful there. Mm-hmm. Now I just I completely lost my thought. I thought that I wanted to to change the subject, and I had an idea beforehand. Um, but uh, I oh I just read on the least hot stove actually. Manjapani is shooting thirty two percent right now. So is that the yeah, case? Yeah, he's been good. Yeah, yeah. I he's thought also, I saw something uh, a couple of days ago, and his his shooting percentage was like seventeen. Um, yeah. But maybe last night's game, maybe he didn't have a ton of shots and and had that. And goal, seventeen which... would be. Like seventeen is, is the best shooters in the world. <laughs> yeah, he's right? he's so he's on boy. track right now for, uh, geez, some crazy amount of goals, like forty goals or something like that. And right now his like oh season goodness. records like sixteen. So yeah. he he's definitely going faster than he'll, he will. he'll come back down to earth for sure. But uh, but it, it's fun while it lasts for sure. And, and I do anticipate him having a huge career year. Um, and so. Definitely got to keep keep your eye. And he's he's a fun guy to watch too. Um, he, he's kind of got a similar play style to Johnny, but a bit more rough, a um, bit more in the dirty areas. So um, yeah, he can be a nasty guy. But he's also high skill. So great guy to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, speaking of guys to watch, who who's a guy to watch in the Leafs? Um, is it well, one of the big four? Uh, 
<laughs> I want to uh, I want to do this whole recording without saying the words core and four together. <laughs> um, but uh, but it is exciting to see the stars finally showing up. There is, uh, you know, if you ask me, the Leafs' best star, uh, definitely their best player this year. He's a Calgary native, and uh, and he's coming. Well, he's I wrote down returning home, but no, he's playing the Flames tonight at the very least. So that'll be fun to fun to watch. Um, Bill always always does very well against uh, against the uh, For those wondering, uh, can... Bill is William Nylander. Bill from Calgary. Bill from Calgary is from William Calgary. Nylander. Yeah, the Swedish guy. <laughs> I think I think that was uh, uh, at the Oak Leafs who started that. But uh, but I I like it. Um, yeah, anyways, uh, watching him, he's he's just he's been on fire. He's had a few slower games lately, and then he keeps um, following it up with a one or two goal night so it's it's fun to see and uh i've i've been a huge Nylander fan for a very long time so so fun to see him starting the season really nicely uh matthews has been by matthews standards quiet but uh i mean he's still he's scoring um he's, he began the season injured right he was cut, recovering from a off-season yep. wrist surgery um so i am curious um how how he can handle it this evening as well i think that'll be fun um, on top of that, though, I mean, Mrazic's uh, played in two games so far. He's injured himself. Like, he's had played a little bit in two different games so far. He's injured Has he not played a three or four game yet? Mm, I think he played the full game the second okay. time, but tweaked his... Uh, so finished the game, but, but yeah, finished retweet injured. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, Jeez. I'd have to go back and double check. But I believe so. Um, yeah. So Campbell's playing tonight. We have Joseph Wall up, who isn't our third goalie. Michael Hutchinson is our third third goalie. Joseph Wall is uh, he's been in the Leaf system for a long time. He's a he is a prospect. He would be able to go up and down without going through waivers. But Keith said something earlier today. He said, and I'm quoting David Alter tweeted it. We're going to focus on today. I think Jack's going to play today. That's Campbell. We have a plan, of course, but we're holding until we have all the information before the next game that we're just going to focus on tonight's game. And to me, that really sounds like if Campbell goes through this game and he feels good, they're going to return to Jack Campbell tonight against the Sabres, which I I really dislike. Last year, Campbell was injured twice on his own, and, and I think... It's the reason we got Mrazic was to take some of the load off Campbell. If we're playing the Sabres, you would think that we can start Joseph Wall and we can say, okay, even if he has an awful night, give Jack Campbell a break and put the put the challenge on the players to say, hey, this is a terrible Sabres team. Even if they have been pretty good uh, this year. Yeah, and the, uh, they're a terrible they're also Sabres be team. Off of and, back-to-back. They're playing Edmonton tonight. Um yeah, so so I just say, you know, put it on the stars and say, look, I don't know what's going to happen in net, but yeah. win anyways. You know, g- give them give them more of a challenge. Don't let them show up, play poorly, and win a game um, because Jack Campbell's playing really, re- really well. So I'm I'm curious there. And then uh, lastly, just in terms of the, the roster note for the Leafs, uh, John Tavares missed last game with a lower body injury. I'm curious to see. Uh, he's a game time decision tonight. That would take Kirill Semyonov, Semyonov uh, out of the lineup, who played his first NHL game against the Flyers. He looked pretty darn good to me. Uh, he was. He's also. It uh, doesn't have to go through the waiver wire. 
in order to be called up. So I think we'll be seeing more of him if uh, even if Tavares is in tonight. Interesting. Um, is there is there anything else necessarily that you want to talk about right now? Because we're going to record here, then we're going to watch the first period, and then uh, then I think we'll yeah, be looks like they're just heading out on the ice now for a little quick warm up before the uh, national anthems get kicked off. Uh, but I guess the, the the last thing I wanted to touch on Perfect. was I guess another thing to watch for tonight is our third pairing defense, uh, which has been uh, Zadorov and Goodbranson have looked pretty rough uh, in the last couple games and are looking slower and slower. And I'm curious to see what a very fast Leafs team is going to do to them and how much they're going to be protected from, or at least attempted to be protected from some of these top lines. Mm-hmm. And in that note, uh, in terms of the matchup game, Taveras would make quite a difference there, whether you're seeing Alex Kerfoot as our second-line center, John Taveras, um, especially in terms of getting them out against your third pair. But I did actually see, I forgot, I did want to bring up, sorry, I'm in a bit of a fight with my with my puppy right now. She's normally fine, but boy, does she, she is not enjoying that she doesn't get all of my attention. So she has been gnawing on my arm for like the last three minutes. Uh, there now she now she kisses it. She's like, sorry Ben, I didn't mean to chew that. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I did see from the highlights. Good Branson, absolutely. I think he cross checked the heck out of um, Brennan Gallagher I, last I, night, and then, uh, then got yeah. A, I don't want to let you right go and back. trash Branson's good name here. He simply happened to be <laughs> near Gallagher as he was skating out of the crease in net after scoring a goal. He was already kind of falling, and Gabranson just helped him gracefully fall down uh, through pushing him uh, with his stick uh, in a cross-checking-esque motion. I'm surprised there was no suspension. Well, sorry, I'm not surprised that the league would come to the decision not to suspend, but I did think that was worthy of a suspension. You can't hit a guy if he's just scored. Fair enough. Not if you're deciding to hit a guy after he's scored, and that's what... Yeah, I I guess that's a really good point. Um, I viewed it as, uh, at first when you said that, I was kind of shocked because it it wasn't that bad of a push. Um, He was honestly, looked like he very well might have fallen down anyways. Uh, Good Branson made sure that there wasn't a question about it. Uh, But you do have a good point in saying he was a player who by no means would have been expecting to get shoved there. Um, legally, he's not he was able to get shoved there. Um, and Goodbranson didn't need to shove him. He turned and pushed him. Uh, and and so yeah, it, it would be fair uh, for the league to say, hey, we're giving you a game or two for that. We we don't want that in our league. We don't want guys taking cheap shots after goals are scored. Um, although yeah. in all fairness, Tafoli then came and ran Goodbranson over from behind. Uh, immediately well, after, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Yes. That's what you're supposed to do if someone has decided to <laughs> to cross-check your goal score right after he scores the goal. Yeah, but it's Gallagher. He deserves it. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I think Gallagher leads the league in goalie interference penalties since he entered the league, so I I don't uh I don't subscribe to the idea that Brennan Gallagher is deserving of much. But he was not eligible to be hit. Whether or not you like <laughs> Brennan Gallagher getting hit, hit when he's ineligible is another story. 
Yeah. Um, shall we then? Shall we call it there, and we'll be back and continue this recording uh, in due time. For sure. Let's call it. Okay, so we just watched the first period. It's zero zero. Uh, we, there were some points that I wanted to talk about that I didn't get to before, and it was probably a good thing because I think our timing was, was yep. pretty good. Uh, what, uh, what stood out to you in that first period from the Leafs? Um, fast, 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 fast breakouts. I had, I remember hearing really? at the start of the season, okay. the Leafs were, mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot faster this year than they were in previous years. And... I don't know if yeah. it was just the Flames D having a rough period, but I have not seen that many fast breaks against the Flames all season long, aside from maybe our first game against Edmonton. Uh, we've wow. had, off the top of my head, I would have said five or six quick breaks where it was uh, e- odd man rush. Like you mean from the D to the forwards? is the... Getting the puck to the Leafs forwards from whoever in the neutral zone while the flames forwards are still in the offensive zone. Um, And so it's, it's just the two flames D coming back. You know, a lot of them were like two on two type things, but they were two on twos rushing down the ice towards the net um, as opposed to like a a full five man breakout um, with a five man defense back, um, which it just felt very Mm -hmm. different to a lot of the flames games uh, so far this season. And now the the book that I had heard just from Leafs fans who had watched the the Flames so far was the Flames really struggle when you come at them with speed. So I think that's I think that's really interesting that it it seemed like um, some other people who have watched have said, oh, you know what, the Flames the Flames struggle there. And I wonder if the Flames have been playing some slower teams or if I don't necessarily recognize how fast the Leafs are this year because. I mean, we brought back Simmons. He's not a... You know what? He's faster this year than he was last year, I swear. Sit down, please. No, she's she's just going to... Oh, man. She's she's taller. I'm not used to her reaching so much on the counter. She's taller counter. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I need to do. Not a better trained dog. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I was I'm a bit surprised by that because Simmons isn't a burner. Uh, Taveras is, he looks slower by a few accounts this year. Muzzin looks slower uh, this year. And then we have Richie, who I think is, geez, one of the slowest forwards I have seen since Joe Thornton in Toronto. And uh, so, so I'm, I find it curious that you said that because at the start, the Leafs were actually preaching uh, come up the ice as a five-man unit. And then Austin Matthews said in the media, and I, I it really stuck out to me after watching uh, the All or Nothing documentary. But, uh, damn. Oh, man, I'm getting chewed. She does not like it when I talk to you. Either she hates you or doesn't like <laughs> How does she even know it's me? <laughs> I think they're both... <laughs> I think they're both equally <laughs> likely. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> um, and then Matthew said something in the in the media. It was after Hall had missed a missed a pass, and he got it up to, the, to Matthews a little bit slowly the one time. Then Matthew said, hey... Uh, you know, I, I think we're taking too long to get it up. We need to counterattack faster. And then it seemed like Keith maybe switched the Leafs' aim as a team around that point, and we really did start to focus on exactly what you said, getting the puck up the ice faster. So I think it's it's good that you noticed it because uh, I don't necessarily 
I think I think it happened a little bit uh, gradually or or what have you. But uh, I thought actually the Leafs gave up a fair amount in odd man rushes um, against. Yeah, yeah. It, I think I think it was really a matter of. Uh, I mean the the Leafs D and and forwards who were back helping with the D just looking up seeing a guy open in the neutral zone just firing up to him, um, which yeah the, mm-hmm. the Flames are very much the other way they are that five man group that's uh, not often you see uh, rushes up the ice uh, aside from a couple of speedy guys I mean you'll you'll see Johnny do that um, Coleman's a guy I've been seeing it from a lot this year he's quite speedy same with uh, Machipani. Um, Coleman had a good back check there in the first. Yes, he has been. Um, I, we haven't talked too much this season, and I wasn't sure what he was going to be like going into the season. The first couple games, I wasn't blown away, um, but I've been mm-hmm. really impressed with him. He's a fast guy, and he's uh, he's a very smart player, uh, which is something mm-hmm. I've noticed even more throughout the team this year than in previous years, uh, which I have to imagine is um, from the help of Daryl uh, Sutter. Mm-hmm. Um and whenever he's preaching to them, um, maybe it's patience or something, but it just seems like they make a lot less. Like the Flames are smarter now. Yeah, they just they just make a lot of plays that, as a fan watching, it's like, yeah, that's the mm-hmm. obvious thing to do. But it's stuff mm-hmm. where, I mean, they're not sitting back here with, you know, top-down view of the rink. And I'm also sitting there thinking that after they make the play with 2020 mm-hmm. hindsight, and and yeah. so it's really impressive. They just seem to make safe, smart plays, but not detrimentally safe. Um, still yeah. with the you know push of offense, so they're not just like get the puck, fire it down the ice. Oh, that's a safe play. Mm-hmm. We're not going to give it up to them in our own zone. But it's like, hey, if we need to get a change, you know don't just like try and flick it at the guy in front of you. Maybe it's a bounce off the boards or, or maybe it's, yeah. it's taking that putting, second, putting the puck into smart areas. Yeah. Putting the puck into smart areas is, is a great way to describe what I've seen a lot from the mm-hmm. Flames this year. And, um, seen it a bit tonight too, uh, which is good to see so far, but, um, yeah. yeah. What, what's, what have you really noticed from the, from the Flames? I'd never heard of, um, Vlader, Vlader. Yeah. Vlader. I, I don't believe. Yeah. Uh, I'd never heard of him before, but uh, he impressed me. He's just—he seems—he seems calm and big, and uh, and he he reacted well when he had to, but it didn't really look like he was he was overreacting, which often you see from a, from a big goalie who has limited NHL experience. Um, sure. I noticed as well the uh, definitely your third pair slow, and yeah. I thought that uh, when. Uh, when you said that the Flames like coming up the ice as a five-man unit under Sutter, I think that's good in terms of it means the forwards are never too far behind. But but it also means that your defense push up a little more too, right? And I wonder, I'd be curious to count how many of those odd man rushes we just saw or even rushes against uh, the Flames that we just saw. I wonder how many were against that pairing. I think Spezza, who's, I mean, Spezza's speed is about average maybe a little above average but uh spezza burned right around i think it was good branson good branson's on the right side i think right um yes seeing spezza go right go right around him and had a an easy lane to the net was that's not something that we necessarily see some from spezza all the time we, we do see it but it's not like he beats his guy clean 
and has the speed to go around and not look back. So it was, it was, uh, I don't know. I, I definitely noticed, I, I thought that, and then I thought a couple of your forwards, um, Lucic was a little bit quicker actually than I expected. I think in the past I've noticed him as just a bit of an anchor, which is what Richie was for the first 10 games. This he, season. he seemed like a bit of a new guy this year. Um, he, he's a little quicker, mm-hmm. had a jump in his step. He's got five goals so far this year. Milan Lucic has five goals this Milan year. Milan Lucic has five goals this year. He's a stud. You're not. You're not. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Look it up. He's got five goals. I'm looking it up. I'm pretty sure he's tied his last like four seasons combined yeah. so far this season. <laughs> my goodness, Milan Lucic. I did not think we were going to see like. <laughs> If Milan Lucic scored five goals by the end of this season, I think I would call that, wow, that's a pretty good season. Yes, I would have agreed with that at the start of the season. I'd still agree with that now. If he didn't score another goal the rest of the season, I'd call it a success for him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like... <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I feel like if that happens, then what we call it is... A success, a very successful beginning of the season, and maybe that makes a poor end of the season worth it. Uh, fair enough. Yes. <laughs> um. The okay. You know what? We're actually we're a little further into the season than I thought. So the Leafs do have two. Leafs only have two players with more than five goals. Austin Matthews and Milan Lucic have the same number of goals this season. One for one trade makes sense, right? I mean, I've o- I always hear uh, the Leafs need more grit, and Lucic, Lucic only, not only brings grit, but he brings goals. the The only problem that I see, though, is that Matthews wouldn't fit under your salary. Cap, uh, you know what? So it wouldn't be too bad because I think Lucic. Lucic no, no, is, no, you said one for Lucic one. Lucic is yeah. yeah, but we could figure something out. Lucic is five million, so we only have to find five more million. Um, six more. Six more. Okay, whatever. We'll figure yeah. it out. We're we're looking to trade for Eichel, so we'd figure it out. Yeah, was that how disappointing was that, or how um, relieving was that after you saw what it was the the rumor? Yes. Uh, so if I never saw that rumor, I definitely would have been disappointed. Um, mm-hmm. After seeing that rumor, I was very happy, and then after hearing that that rumor was never. I, I, I've, was, I was clearly false by the value. Yeah, I saw a lot of people and, saying and, they never heard anything mm-hmm. remotely like that. Buffalo people saying they never heard that. Um, uh, Kachuk, I, I don't know how much worth you take into it, but Kachuk saying he never heard that he was ever going to be included in that, and that him he and wouldn't. Trey Living speak yeah. a lot. And and it's kind of been said mm-hmm. around the Flames verse that Kachuk is probably the only t- untouchable on the team right now. Um, I think yeah. that could change following this season. I, if we sign, I would say Goudreau's only there right now because he's uh, a pending UFA. Um, mm-hmm. But if he signs long-term, then I think he is... Well, he probably goes on that list, I mean, but Kachuk also has is a... Effectively, Kachuk is effectively a UFA at this point, given what his qualifying offer will be. It, it wouldn't make sense... Yes in any like the only way it could possibly make sense for the buffalo sabers to want kachuk in a trade is if they had a plan to to immediately flip him because he's because matthew kachuk is worth less to the buffalo sabers than the calgary flames because of the contract 
right? Yeah. The the Flames, it's good if they're winning now. The Sabres, I mean, the Sabres are the Sabres. Yeah, it... They're, someone's not going to choose to stay in, in Buffalo. And, and, <laughs> not, and yeah, not as, right now. Not if they have one yeah, season to do it. As a Flames fan, seeing Kachuk in it wasn't the backbreaker. Because Kachuk's mm-hmm. qualifying offer, I think, is going to be $9 million. It's like 9 um, or 10 Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and, and he could just take that for a one-year deal, and then that walks him to UFA the following year. Yeah. Um, and so presumably he's going to want something in that range long term if the Flames are going to sign him for more mm-hmm. than the one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you look at contract, like cap, um, cap hit, Eichel is not much more than that. Um, and that's assuming if Kachuk took like a $9 million deal, Kachuk very well might get a 10 long term. And then he's the same as Eichel. Um, and yeah. I would probably take Eichel over Kachuk, but there was the risk of, I mean, still the risk, we don't know what is going to happen yet, but what Eichel's going to look like after this surgery. Um, Will he get back to Mm -hmm. um, his former glory? Will he just be a good NHL player, or um, is he never really going to be able to get back um, for whatever Mm -hmm. reason? Um, But the big thing for me was giving up Kachuk plus so much more. There was a lot of extra yeah, stuff in it that I it, was like, that isn't A fair. lot did not add up about that trade. That that trade sounded exactly like what a GM would make up. <laughs> because they always ask, oh, what do we want? We want a star roster player, plus we want a high pick, plus we want a, a prospect or two. Yeah, I, I right? originally like, heard... That's, that, that's always the rumor, and it's never what they end up getting. So clearly that's going to be what they would make I, up anyways. I had heard more legitimate rumors that it was basically that trade that was rumored except instead of Kachuk it was Monaghan um that would make and a I, lot I more thought sense. that was although Monaghan's yeah I thought yeah. that made a lot more sense um at least from the flame side it was a much more of a reasonable offer but even then I have to wonder if that was ever actually true because looking at what Vegas ended up giving up I think the flames would have been giving up more I think think i saw and i i remembered this part way through this conversation i think i saw it and it was it was maybe friedman but i don't i don't want to say it was because I, I don't fully remember um someone guessing that the the rumor was that all of those pieces were included but that maybe net sorry maybe they were not all included at the same time yeah, yeah i could see that being a thing so the the, the kachuk one yeah where where it, like it's I don't like know, a, it could Kachuk and a first makes like sense, but it, money and a whole bunch of prospects and and young guys and and someone just kind of like yeah. I heard all these different things and just kind of threw it into one. But anyways, the uh, <laughs> the game is back on, um, so we'll get back to that and see you again at the next intermission. Sounds good. Alrighty, so now it's uh, it's been forty minutes. It's still a zero zero game that had. A little more activity than the first period, even though the first period had some chances. It seemed like the second period really shifted in the Leafs' favor there. I was going to um, say, it depends on how you define activity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we the first period, it's still, I mean, there were some chances. I, I was surprised you said that uh, Natural Stat Trick had the scoring chances at 7-2 to two in favor of the Flames, Flames at the end of yeah. the first period. Yeah, I, honestly, me. I think I would have guessed, I think I would have guessed, like, 
five five closer to yeah i would have said like um, uh, mm-hmm. like four three or five four leafs uh just with like mm-hmm. a slight edge um uh, but I guess uh, Leafs, as much as I commented, at least getting a lot of those fast breaks, a lot of that was on the outside, uh, which probably, mm-hmm. even though it's a fat, like, I don't know if a fast break would be credited the same as um, just a play in the zone. And so when you're shooting from the side type of thing on a fast break, it might be a bit more dangerous than I think you're right. I think it's cycling sh- in the zone. Yeah, I think it's the shot location that gives them a uh, high danger. Yeah, I, I, from... I don't think they take yeah specifics details of the situation um, no. more than just location yeah which uh, which would be a nice uh, a nice uh, direction for advanced stats to go and i'm sure in five years we'll be we'll be seeing something like that come up uh, yeah oh, with, and, and with I player and puck tracking sorry keep going yeah i i'm i wouldn't be surprised um i don't i'd almost be surprised uh if that wasn't in um some of the team's uh private stats Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that uh, outside of the public, uh, the teams have a lot more detailed uh, analytical mm-hmm. stats that they use uh, for even, all this stuff. Even some members of the media, you hear them talking about uh, about stats that are outside of the public eye. Um, yep. By natural stat trick, the chances that period were five to two in favor of the Leafs. Um, although I would I would certainly say the Leafs have had more um, more chances so far tonight and i wonder um yeah I, I mean if we if we look at uh, total shot attempts as well then the leafs do have the edge there so i um obviously if we're only counting high danger scoring chances we're not <laughs> then we're completely discounting um the other scoring chances that are less um less heavily weighted but uh, obviously more frequent um so i i am i'm i'm curious i haven't really paid attention to scoring chances as i've watched a game throughout so it, it kind of gives it gives the game a little bit of a different feel I'm feeling right now. So I'm, I am going to pay attention to that at the end of the third period as well. Yeah. It's something that uh flame supporter, uh, Ryan Pike, uh, who I follow on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. he's been seemingly making a point, um, and a, f- a few other flames guys occasionally do it too, but of, uh, pointing out some of these, uh, um, uh, the shot details. So, uh, a shot count, a scoring chances count and a high danger, um, mm-hmm. uh, count. Um, for both teams yeah. uh, at a lot of intermissions, um, which is really interesting to see and compare and contrast that between games and and sort of just sort of see how that lines up with how you're sort of feeling the game is going. Um, mm-hmm. As I said, like tonight, the high danger, high danger chances seem to be a bit misleading based on what we saw. Um, the Flames definitely didn't have mm-hmm. a dominant first period. Um and the Leafs, I, they're more lined up a bit more in the second, where it's five-two Leafs, where the Leafs were um, did appear to be the better team for most of it. Um, I, yeah, Dan I wonder Vader how much of that is really standing on his head for us so far. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much of that is that the Flames played last night. Leafs were rested in Toronto. I'm just uh, where? Who did you? Oh, it was the Canadians you played last night. Yeah, yeah. So, so not that a long travel. A, no, but still a, a travel. Right. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. So I'm, I am, uh, I'm curious to see if that continues into the third period, if the Leafs can keep pushing with their skill, because sometimes you see with the Leafs' skill, they, they kind of, not really that they get dejected if they're not scoring, but sometimes they have a bit of a push and then they they go back quietly again. But it was nice to see even, uh, it looked like Nylander got most of it started. Nylander and Tavares had a chance or two um, earlier on. 
And then Marner and Matthews are starting to get rolling there towards the end of the, uh, especially towards the end of the second period. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you have seen it yet, but um, uh, Drake like Pole on Twitter tweeted, this definitely has a feeling of a game the Leafs are going to lose one nothing on a deflection off a defenseman skate. And that entire <laughs> period, I was thinking that. I thought the Flames really? are playing like crap, but it just, it feels like one of those games where the Flames are just going to get the lucky bounce or even even at the end i was also starting to feel um that it's it's going to be the lease will get the first goal but it's going to be some weird wacky one where Mm -hmm. a player whiffs on a shot and it takes three bounces um and ends up going into the net um yeah which is kind of also says on uh what vlader's been looking like so far um Mm -hmm. he, he he's he's made every clear chance the lease have had not really look dangerous uh, Willie's had some great looks and shots, and they have not looked dangerous, I think, because Waiters just had really good positioning so far this game. And he's been patient. Yeah. Um, right. e- I... Even um, Matthews had a chance at the end there where he dangled in front uh, and sort of went to go top cheddar far side. And Vlader had his, uh, I, you know, I don't know if it was there necessarily in time or in the perfect spot, but Matthews missed the net, but Vlader did have his elbow up to attempt to block that at about the same time. Yeah, I think Flader had it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, he's been he's been playing absolutely outstanding. Um, been really mm-hmm. happy with it. And, um, I mean, he, he's, was he's he been having your a good second season. goalie coming into the season? Uh, yes. Uh, before training camp started, it was expected he was going to be the number two guy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 100% right. because he wasn't like a number two guy in the, even in the NHL last year. Um, he was mm-hmm. the number one guy in the AHL. Um, but it seemed like he sort of made the most sense. The other guy who maybe would would have been like, I can't even think of the names anymore. I mean, right now the next best goalie in the in the um, organization would be Dustin Wolf, who's now just playing his first pro season in the AHL. What happened to Parsons? Is he sort uh, of falling off the map, or still pretty young? He's still on starting. Um, so I think he's like twenty two, isn't he? Uh, I think he might be a little bit older than that. Um, yeah. he's not found a ton of success, success in the lower leagues. Um, he's a guy I who, hope he's found some of the other thing that you though. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's a guy <laughs> I've been watching closely just cause I mean, he played for the Knights who we both grew up cheering for. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I was excited to see the flames draft him. Um, but he really hasn't panned out. He, he started in the ECHL, didn't have great numbers there. He's played a bit in the A, hasn't had great numbers. Um, Oof, one game, five goals against. This year or last year? Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's last year. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure this year he's been on season-opening IR since the start of the season. I think there were Mm -hmm. some um, issues with... The rumor is vaccination status, um, but he, for whatever reason, has not um, come over to join any of the Flames teams yet. Um, who are all based out of Canada. Um, so it could be a yep. case where, uh, and he's an American, so it could be he was living in the States, uh, is choosing not to get vaccinated, and then just obviously can't come to Canada to participate in any of this stuff. Um, yeah. And so the f- teams just leave him there. Um, but I also don't think he was the auto very highly in the organization. So um, mm-hmm. it could just be that this was maybe something that was going to happen anyways. Um yeah, Voider, he's played, I think this is his third game for us so far. Um, he's impressed yeah. me so far in, in those three games. Actually, the one, 
he he played the second half of a back-to-back and then played the next game after that, um, which was interesting to see oh, because wow. last mm-hmm. year Markstrom played. He was a, um, I think what they've done to Freddie in Toronto in the past where he plays every game. Where Freddie was a 1A, 1B yeah, it, when you have a back-to-back, yeah. it's not a, okay, well, one goalie plays. It's not who's playing which night. Is is Markstrom playing both? Um, yeah. And this year, it seems like that will not be the case. Um, and the, they're going to try and find nights um, where it's not a back-to-back to give Markstrom mm-hmm. a break. And, and so far, Voider's been playing in a way that the team definitely can do that. Um, yeah. Which is great to see because, um, yeah, Markstrom definitely got overplayed last year and um especially he got injured early on he got a he got a concussion early in the year and i don't think he ever fully recovered from that um throughout the year oh, and struggled gotcha. so um he's had a great start so far he's uh i guess we can we can switch over talking the least we talk about flames here but yeah i was about um, to say let's get back to the fu- to talk fun about the quick game. fact for markstrom <laughs> his career high shutouts in a season is three so far he has four this season so i would what I would say, as a, I'm kind of a math guy, his career high in shutouts is four in a season. Uh, yeah, uh, because yeah, no, I'm 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 I'm. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that uh, I I actually just came across that stat um, before the game tonight, and I, I was going to bring it up. That's uh, that's it's impressive. Now his resume in Vancouver beforehand, he didn't have a lot of games played. More so, he he's more of a late bloomer right rather than um someone who uh who is necessarily yes he's been around the league a long time but he's not been a a starting goalie very much at all um about uh about the leafs on the ice tonight just a couple things i wanted to talk about that all line up together relatively nicely um nick ritchie first of all he has the first Geez, I'm not sure. What are we, 10, 12 games into this season? Nick Ritchie has looked awful for the first eight or nine games. He was, he's been behind every single play, so he hasn't been able to contribute on the forecheck. And when he's gone in on the forecheck, he's maybe hit his man a little bit late. But most of the time, he goes in with a <laughs> with his 240-pound frame, and he tries to poke the puck loose. But uh, tonight, he has at least knocked over, I think I've counted two or three times, he's knocked over his man, which is which is nice to see. So giving him a bit of a, a shout out for a, another good game, because he did have a strong game against the Flyers last night. So, uh, or two nights ago, sorry. So seeing him coming, uh, you know, getting his legs under him at this point, it's a, it's a good sign, because that's a $2 million deal for two years. And then uh, on that note as well, the entire third and fourth lines how they're put together it's i am curious to see if if richie can pot one at some point soon because he has he has had so many chances and uh and he's playing with spezza and spezza leads i don't know if you've seen it he uh he's right at the top of the league in terms of um assists pass assists to the slot where he's setting up his line mates um giving them the puck in the slot for scoring chances and i mean he plays with nick richie and and uh, usually um, is their line, I think their line, the only goals from their line so far, maybe Wayne Simmons has one goal himself and uh, maybe Spezza one, but uh, they're scoring chances. They deserve so much more. And just the way our third and fourth lines are connected, so I realize now this is a long thought. I'm just monologuing. But uh, <laughs> um, the third and fourth lines really have an odd mix of players. It seems like we have 
some defensive players and some offensive players. And we have Andre Kasha, who um, offensively could really put the puck in the net. And he has, uh, I think he has two goals so far against Philadelphia. He scored one. He, he He's really good at finishing on his chances. And he's playing with Pierre Engvall, who is known for not putting the puck in very dangerous locations. And he's playing with, um, essentially, he's been playing on our third line. And the third line has just, and sorry, with David Camp. David Kampf is the other uh, player there who is a player where offensive plays go to die. So just, I would love to see Kasha, who even tonight, I think he's looked dangerous. I'd love to see him with Spezza because Spezza can set up, Kasha can finish, and it would just be really cool to see. Um, I think uh, I think the Leafs would benefit more if Pierre Engvall goes up to the third line, Kasha on the fourth line, and then those third and fourth lines can play um, can have their minutes dispersed according to the score, right? If the Leafs don't need a goal, there's no need to be playing a more offensive, higher risk-taking fourth line. But otherwise, you know, if we're if we're uh, if it's a tied game or we're behind, then there's no real need to have a Kasha who. Yeah, and it, and it's a shutdown line with a nullified Andre Kasha, which just doesn't uh, doesn't add up to me. But yeah, um, it's it's something that that Leafs fans have really been noticing. And, uh, and it's it's just so obvious. It's been so obvious for a long time. I had this in our notes. Um, I put it in our notes on, let me see here, on October the 17th. And then today we go and record, and I see that in the notes, and I thought, yeah, that's still relevant, and we haven't tried anything else. So just uh, I'm just curious to see um, if uh, if Keith is able to make a change like that. And I realize now the game's on, isn't it? So I've missed yeah. the, first, the first minute. <laughs> Um, sorry, I, I kept right on going. Can we, uh, um, we'll talk again after the game and uh, maybe close up our thoughts? Sounds good. We'll see you then. So did you see what happened? Um, the, um, the power um, internet out. Um, yeah, uh-huh. Um, did I, I, th- I, I, I thought so I heard the... you to be on data right now. Um... Uh, I don't know if you saw, but the Flames um, led in high danger scoring chances, high danger course four in the first okay. period, seven two. Um, so, did you get my text at the beginning of overtime? Uh, did you get it? Um, I my phone broke. I threw it out the window. Did it? We did you <laughs> responded to it. <laughs> That's so strange. How I was like, I choose Matthews, and you were like. I choose who'd you choose later? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and I don't even know who your other one was. That one just made me laugh, so I didn't even see who your first Te- name text, was. Text 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 that age poorly, very fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that was good to see. What a game, though! What um, a game! An incredible game. That's the most exciting two-one game I've seen in a while. Yeah, it was. That was a lot of fun. Um, even the, I mean, the first couple periods were kind of quiet, but there was, you know, chances here and there and some some good goalie plays. And, and that third period was just crazy. And the OT was good too. It was actually nice to see an OT where the Flames didn't dominate and then get scored against. Um, we're yet to win. Has that been happening? We're yet to win an OT so far this year, and pretty much every OT we've. Um, at least had possession basically the entire time, and although haven't had great chances, um, yeah. but then it's just the one time we lose possession, their team goes the other end and scores. So mm-hmm. um, at least we we defended a few chances yeah. uh, this time. Um, 
I don't know if you saw that replay. Um, TSN had a great replay. So they showed Matthews. It was a camera like from the bench. Showed Matthews going in, shooting. He had the hole on Vlader and just missed it on that first chance he had in OT. Yeah. On the breakaway. He had a hole. um, Probably like a fist size hole. So not big, but a hole I I could Mm -hmm. see Matthews hitting. Instantly comes right to the bench and says, I broke my stick. Comes back next shot, buries five hole. Dang. Oh, man. I didn't even think it was five hole. Honestly, I was just too excited. I was celebrating with, uh, I yelled and it woke Sadie up. So then I give her a whole bunch of treats so that she likes it when the Leafs <laughs> score. <laughs> yeah. What a game, wow. though. Even, like, as much as you said, like, the first and second were slow. It really slow were. Just... Like, I thought, honestly, I thought they had yeah. really good pace, just uh, they weren't, obviously, they were not what uh, we saw in the third and in overtime. But just, uh, I like to see it from the Leafs, and I know the Leafs, I think the Leafs really dictated play even in the third, but I'd, I'd be curious to see what the... Yeah, what I, the, I just refreshed the net stat trick. High danger chances uh, wore 4-3 flames. Yeah. Um, overall, Corsi 4 was 18-15 Leafs. Okay, yeah. Um, so relatively close period, but in really all all the all the fun stats, um, everything is within basically uh, scoring chances is the only one where the Flames had ten and the Leafs had eight. Everything is within one aside from yeah. that. Yeah. Um, expected goals, Flames were point five six, Leafs were point six. It was uh, very Wait, very okay. close. Uh, sorry, no, just the third. Okay, <laughs> I those was, was going to say, all... that, that sounds like a really boring game, but it didn't feel like it when we were watching. No, o- overall <laughs> game, Leafs were just shy of 2.5, uh, and Flames were about 1.75 Okay, um, mm-hmm. overall. And I um, I would... Believe, and that does include, I think, yeah. an OT where, like, and that was a good OT. That was fun. That was a great overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Flames, I was, I was standing up and screaming at the TV like a <laughs> classic hockey fan. Mm-hmm. Um in OT there when the, the Flames had a couple of chances. I was screwing. I was like, shoot, shoot the puck. Just shoot the puck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just, that felt, that felt good. It, uh, honestly, I, and I, 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 I've said this before as well. I'd much rather lose in overtime than the game get to a shootout because I just, uh, Oh, for I, sure. I, yeah. I, I disagree with the shootout so much. O- so OT it, it was good to is see it always fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm shootouts very occasionally are but almost never are um, i have they're, they're too slow i think a shootout could be fun if it was rapid fire so the second the ref blew the whistle <laughs> down on Give him 10 seconds so then the goalie has to get it to his forward in 10 seconds and he's 10 se- oh man that could be fun oh i wasn't even thinking i was thinking of you just always have got you almost have the guys lined up at center ice ready to go yeah. at the start so but just one second, puck. I want just one puck. Uh, see, I was thinking uh, two pucks um, <laughs> or, or multiple pucks. Yeah. I mean, maybe infinite. Can pucks. you imagine that chaos? There are like three pucks in the crease. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, one puck is in, but we don't know which one. <laughs> yeah, maybe you do rapid fire, and uh, each team gets one puck, and it's first team to score a goal. Oh, and geez, you're man. you're only allowed one player in at a time. You can put whatever <laughs> player you want. You can cycle players as needed. But you have one player to score a goal, first team to do it, and that is the new shootout. 
You know what the, happens the, if in you all do fairness, that, the right? The point of the shootout is Kachuk to end the game a, quick. That's true. That's true. But Kachuk just goes and injures somebody. Yeah, well, he was driving the net, and uh, if there was a defenseman there, he would have forced him to the goalie, so it wasn't his fault, actually. <laughs> um, he did his best to avoid the goalie. It was a freak accident that he ran the goalie, uh, passed it back, and then Goudreau came and buried it top shatter while the goalie was um, yeah. injured. <laughs> yeah great game um, um fantastic game you okay so you said it went five hole and i only like i saw the goal once and then the one replay it might not and uh, i just and i of... wasn't sure where it went but people on the hot stove are talking one person asks did it go five hole or between the torso and the arm and then there are basically everyone says something different so <laughs> <laughs> so we're not sure <laughs> I, I i think it was it was low either way but yeah, uh, yeah i I, uh, I guessed five hole based on relatively where the puck ended up in the net um which is the yeah. lower part um also Vader had his legs tucked together um instead of just the butterfly which made me think mm-hmm. it went through the five hole um yeah but i didn't see i guess a little more replay to confirm that but yeah mm-hmm. um, i am curious i was okay so as we're uh, I think before we started recording, uh, during maybe the first or second intermission, you talked about how someone was saying something on Twitter, and you also said how your phone was blowing up because you were texting me and two other people at the same time, and I know you're watching it with Cassie. So, how much of the game do you actually get to see? Um, I can't I can't handle Twitter at the same time unless Maya's downstairs and it's just me, in which case I can only handle Twitter on it, on uh intermissions or or a commercial break so the first period i don't think i went twitter once because i was so busy texting a bunch of people and, okay. and talking with my wife yeah um second period um i think it was just you i was texting with for the most part yeah. um which relatively infrequent because we're both watching the game um so in the second period i was able to check twitter a little bit uh yeah. and then third was uh similar as that yeah, um, oh, but the, the the first period there were there were definitely moments where I was uh, missing parts of the game just because I was too busy messaging people on my phone. But uh, yeah, yeah, that that was that was fine, and I that that Shillington goal was just so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you, I could see you feeling the same way about that Willie goal. He was oh. just all games. I could see being a Leafs fan. Every time Willie touches the puck, it's just like he's electric. Put it in the net. Yeah. Let it go in. Because I feel like every time the Flames play him, he's he's one of the biggest standout guys. Um, yeah. That I that I always notice every time every time the Flames play the Leafs, he's he's the guy who scares me the most. Yeah. Um, Bill from Calgary. Aside from Matthews, just because he can not really do anything and then just whip a puck in the net. Yeah, he has that um, Kessel effect, eh? Yeah, his his release is just stupid. It is unreal. And like like Matthews can he can really tilt a game even when he's not scoring. Um, but he can like that he can really be pretty quiet. I think he had a relatively quiet night by obviously by his standards of when his game is really going. Um, he wasn't there, right? He yep. he definitely has another level to get to. But. Uh, it's nice that he can still go out there and i mean i know over time's a different monster but, but i mean he had a really nice play um speaking of matthews uh, i remember noticing in i'm pretty sure it was an ot um uh where uh, the puck after a chance the puck sort of went into the corner and uh the flames had a player get there first by a couple seconds and matthews didn't just sort of do the typical backup he he took an extra step got in there quick and actually 
ended up winning a puck battle and getting the puck off oh, yeah. of the Flames player, which and was I, uh, really really impressive to see um, from a guy who's normally you know or, or who's very much a, a skilled guy um, who's not yeah. always getting in those tough areas. He and and Nylander both they boy they come out of the corner with so many pucks. With Matthews, honestly, <laughs> it seems like with Matthews. He comes out of the corner with the puck because he outskilled the guy in a puck battle. Yep. Whereas Nylander, Nylander goes goes all out in that uh, in that puck battle in the in the corner, and he's he's very often uh, coming out on the right side of it. So it's it's good to see considering what uh, what the stereotype was about. Uh, what I guess almost what the rumors were about Nylander. I don't know. It, it seemed like a really. Uh, like like people were observing what they expected to to see um, when he was in particular when he was younger and getting more situated. But boy, seeing him seeing him this year, he truly has. I I said it a bit tongue in cheek at the beginning, but uh, he truly has been the least best player this year. There's, I think uh, I think you can ask the people who did believe in him since the beginning and the people who didn't. I think uh, I think we're we're in agreement right now. Nylander has. Has not not necessarily carried the team, but boy, he has been absolutely dominant. Yeah, from the little bit of of seeing and paid attention to so far this season, it seems like he's really taken a step this year um, and, and grown from a a a skilled guy who can make slick plays every once in a while, um, but maybe he's a little unreliable at times. To um, a guy who's really um, at the very least, evolved his offensive game to to be able to um, play a bit more aggressive, play with the body a bit, and and get in the corners. And I mean, last year the big storyline was, um, you know, he's like the number one goal scorer in front of the net. He gets to that mm-hmm. dirty area, but um, you know, one thing that wasn't talked about was does he get in the dirty areas in the corners as well? And I I feel like I've seen a lot of highlights of Willie this year, not just standing what like something i see a lot of like johnny is he'll stand near the corner and mm-hmm. sort of use his, his skill to just just pickpocket guys out yeah. from it which works well for him because if he gets in there he's just gonna get knocked down mm-hmm. but willie's been I've, I've seen many highlights of him getting in there throwing the body and taking the puck because the guy's not there anymore because willie hit him away um which is crazy to see from a guy like that so and he's um, and i i Actually, they've uh, they've talked about it on Twitter in the last uh, week or so. William Nylander and Austin Matthews are both listed at 205 pounds. Nylander is yeah. completely built, and uh, and Matthews slimmed down. That's 15. I think it's 15, maybe 13 pounds lighter than he was listed last year. Yeah. Um, but uh, and and he, he he looks a little bit uh, quicker. I think Matthews does, but. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Nylander has he's impressed. He's been the story of the season so far, so far in Leafland. Um, yeah, is there? Mm-hmm, keep going. So I was just gonna say, and, and just one little relation um, mm-hmm. I'm sort of seeing with that with a, another Leafs player was Tavares, where he was uh, a lot of the the discussion on him coming out of junior. I mean, a little bit different than Willie's been in the league for a little bit now, but um, one of the hits on Tavares coming out of junior was he's slow, he can't skate. He doesn't have that foot speed. He's not going to be an elite player in the NHL. Mm-hmm. He made it to the NHL, and 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 that's what he did. He became a fast skater and kept all those extra skills he had um, in tight with the slick hands and the slick shot. He um, he's a funny one. Like honestly, I'd say he became a strong skater. He's he's so strong on his feet, 
But in terms of speed, I don't know if I would call him fast. I definitely wouldn't now. Um, yeah. I guess I didn't pay attention too much to like actually watching him when he was in the island, just because I mean the Flames never play them. But um, I assumed he was faster and has slowed down as a Leaf. Um, he, but if that's not the case, then it. I would argue yes, maybe he was never a uh, definitely not a fast skater, but just a, a strong skater. Yeah, oh, he's so strong on his skates, and he he did address the speed issue. It was a glaring weakness, and it became a. Um, not he went from being far below <laughs> average to just being average. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. And just yeah, yeah be, being a lot heavier than he should be on his yeah. feet. Um, yeah. And uh, and uh, you 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 did your own little shout out earlier, so I got to shout myself out. Um, we didn't get <laughs> wait, a chance wait, to touch. Wait, wait, are you shouting him. out yourself, or are you shouting out a flame player? Uh, oh, I'm giving myself props for uh, okay, pointing okay, out a flames yeah. player. Um, yeah. But before the game, we didn't get to touch on it here, um, but I did make a note in our notes um, that Shillington quietly has been playing very good. Um, he has, since he's sort of become that. a mainstay, uh, huh. yeah, if you look at where I'm highlighting right now. Um, oh, yeah, it says edited one minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. I see how it is. Um, but he's been, he, ever since he's he's gotten a solidified role in the lineup, um, after I think it was three or four games this year where that started to happen, um, mm-hmm. he's been almost a point per game guy for us. Um, and he was a guy who struggled to be in the lineup last year. He was he was waived um, near the end of last season. Um, po- there was talk of him potentially being waived at the start of this year, what, um, but no, they sort of kept him around waived. as the seventh. Sorry, go ahead. When he got waived, if I remember correctly, I feel like he was like late coming over from. Is it is he Swedish? Yes. Yeah. I feel like he was late coming over from Sweden or something, so he wasn't NHL ready. I feel like there was there was a little trick to how he got through the waiver wire, if I remember correctly. It wasn't necessarily that he wasn't good enough to uh, to make the I team believe, as a healthy. I believe this was near the end of the season when this happened. Had he already played on the team? Was he? Uh, he might have been the seventh guy. Been an injury. He hmm. his and I, I mean, it's really uh, like. Like a, a, how Mondrapani's scoring pace that's like been, you know, outstanding for him. Um, Shillington's mm-hmm. been like that this year. He's, um, I mean, so far he's played I think nine or ten games this year, and he just tonight tied his uh, career high in points, um, and is yep. one goal behind his career high in goals. Um, so that says wow. a little bit about what kind of year he's having so far, but. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he was he he's was hyped. So he was very hyped. Um, yeah, and he came like the Flames were very very happy with that pick at the what end of the second round, I think. Yes, I think that was the mm-hmm. same draft as. Um, Would have been Lilligren. No, I'm thinking of a Leafs D. I think it was Lilligren was that year, and then no. Sandine was who's younger. Between the two, Sandy and Lilligren. Yeah, Lilligren is older. Yeah, yeah, so I think Shillington was the Lilligren year, and Sandine was the Valimac year. I, I could be wrong there, but... Um, yeah, he was... No, th- this was the Marner year. Okay. Um, but he yeah, was... Yeah, so uh, uh, Lilligren came on like three years later or something. Sorry, okay. keep going. I'm cutting um, Yeah, he, w- he was highly touted as a, a, a very fast skater, um, but sort of when he came in the organization, it was more... They found he was... 
less so fast and more really smooth of a skater, um, which made mm-hmm. him look fast. He's, he, you know, it didn't look like he was trying, but he would be able to go fast. But then it turned yeah. out that was sort of him trying. It just didn't look like he was because he had such great technique. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and so, I mean, he wasn't a slow skater by any means, but he wasn't like crazy fast. Um, although over the years, yeah. uh, th- this year he has looked very fast. Um, and this year he seems to have found, um, which he's missed in previous years, found really good timings for when to jump into plays. Um, that's been, not, yeah, you know, that, which that exactly what his goal was today. Mm-hmm. He got that puck and yeah. I jumped off, off the couch and I said, you take that puck and you wheel. You go right now because he had so much space. And he had a full head of steam yeah. when everyone else was sitting still. Um, and he made a nice little yeah. play to pass it to Johnny to give himself some space. To start breaking away, Johnny made a beautiful pass through one or two defensemen to get it to Shillington, um, and then burying mm-hmm. at the end was just just a thing of beauty. What a difficult play to to make forehand to backhand with a bouncing yeah. puck like that. But um, mm-hmm. I, and, and we did see later on on Willie's goal, Shillington made the mistake um, failing to clear the zone, um, which uh, you know turnover in your own zone just gave the Leafs uh, a second life at it, and everyone was scrambling and, yeah, and they buried. Yeah, goals. Super similar to uh, to last week when the Leafs were playing the Lightning and Hedman did the same thing. Yeah. But uh, when Hedman did it, then it, it was <laughs> frankly it was because Matthews got away with a slash. He <laughs> slashed the the stick in between Hedman's hands. I'm pretty darn sure you're not allowed to do that. And uh, so we well, as long as you don't hit the hands, to, uh, it's fine, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, you know what? That may have been a Nylander goal as well. Um. Um, it was. It, it looked. It looked the same. It was uh, from the same corner. The defenseman struggled to get it out. It was passed across to the top of the circle and one timed in. Yeah, in the past, Shillington. I mean, those mistakes have been part of Shillington's game. His entire career with the Flames is sort of you know making these defensive um, mistakes. Uh, but this year, mm-hmm. um, they haven't been as frequent, um, which I think has helped having a Sutter system in place. Um, which sort of helps yeah. cover up for uh, either times where those mistakes would happen and preventing them from happening or mitigating uh, any anything that happens from them. Um, yeah. And and he's as I said, he's just he's had a real good nose for when to jump into the play. Uh, in past years, mm-hmm. he hasn't lived up to that offensive potential, and this year he really has been. Um, he's been he's been playing absolutely amazing. So uh, excited to watch him uh, through the rest of the season as well. Um, I'm curious. I do Ma- wish Majapai didn't mm-hmm. didn't light the lamp tonight. That would have been fun, but he looked pretty good. He didn't look. Uh, I, I think he's he's been better, just judging by highlights lately. But uh, he he looked like he's a, a much more um, mature player than he has been in the last couple of years. He just looked like he expected more of himself. Like he was more consistently dangerous. Yeah, and I, I, I think he got hurt tonight a bit. I, I, I thought Monty had a really poor game mm-hmm. tonight. Um, and he was Monahan, yeah. playing with Monahan the uh, the entire game, uh, which I think kind of hurt him. Mm-hmm. Um, that line, um, I guess a lot of the Flames line seemed to kind of struggle tonight. Um, it was more uh, last night in Montreal was definitely the top Flames line that was vanishing, whereas tonight it seemed like all the lines fairly equally weren't doing too much. Um Mm-hmm. But definitely a better performance than last night. Um, I think uh, Vladar um, earned us that point pretty much on his own. Um, excellent game from him. Um, 
A little bit. I, I, I think, I do think the Leafs' chances on the whole were more, um, were more dangerous than the, than the Flames. Uh, li- li- sorry, like the expected goals over the night. I, if we consider, um, the s- positions of the players, the speeds of the players, I did think the Leafs looked more dangerous. But, uh, so I really shouldn't call it expected goals, but mm-hmm. <laughs> what I would expect from the yeah. goals. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, I, I don't think it was as, uh, as overwhelming as I know, uh, just a quick glance at Twitter looked like, uh, people were saying, oh, why does this always happen to the Leafs? I didn't think we were necessarily getting goalied, um, when, when we were down one, nothing. I just, uh, I thought he was, he was playing well and we were getting good chances, but it's not like he, he stole two or three sure goals from the Leafs or anything like that. He was just, he was quietly good, right? Yeah. I I think it it maybe stands out a bit more because um, Campbell was either maybe a little less flashy or had to, didn't have to make um, quite as many, Mm -hmm. what would appear to be um, quality chances as Vlader had to make, um, which can give you the impression that you got goalied because the other goalie, seem to have done made more did more impressive stuff than your goalie even though it doesn't necessarily mean you got goalied um yeah just because yeah um yeah for sure looking at the i i do love natural stat trick looking at their um their game flow so they they show uh uh, I'm, I'm sure you've yep. seen it. They basically show, uh, according to the game, the cumulative um, difference of uh, course C4 and against. And just uh, looks like right at the end of that first period, that's when Calgary got a whole bunch of, got a flurry of chances. It looks like he got five or six uh, scoring chances all within within the same minute. And, and, and that was one of the more um, momentum swinging times. I, I'd be curious to see. I think there may have been a scramble or two around the least net where the flames got m- maybe multiple high danger scoring chances. I don't know how that works if they, if they consider that. Um, yeah. Because obviously if the first one had gone in, the second chance never happens. But um, so, I, so I'm always curious how that affects affect, um expected goals, yeah. right? If you have a shot on an open net, and it gets blocked by a stray stick, and then you have another shot in an open net. Is that two expected goals? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. But uh, any, anyways, um, it's just kind of fun to to explore um, the stats as the game goes on. Just uh, just cool to see. And I don't know about you, but I don't really have too much more to add. Do you have anything to close us out? No, just uh, a great game and. It's uh, it's too bad we're not getting more of these uh, this year, unlike we had last year. It is. I am curious if uh, if we're lucky to have the next Flames game on the on the weekend as well, because this would would be cool to do again. But obviously, we both work through the week, and uh, uh, <laughs> we don't always have the opportunity to do something like this. But uh, yeah, we will. Uh, if you're listening, thank you. If not, I don't really have anything to say. <laughs> Peace. Peace.